Hey there, if you would like ad-free and early versions of these episodes, as well as bonus episodes, movie club episodes, and lots more, head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. Welcome to the couch, Plasmic. Thank you. I'm, I'm a fan, so I'm super honored to be here. Oh, that's Craig. lovely. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Thanks for joining me. I'm happy that we could do this in person. We were going to do this a few months ago or something. Yeah, and just the timing worked out. We're vaccinated. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and we met at the Christine show that you opened at uh, yes. around Christmas 2019. Is that yeah, that was 2019. I believe so. It was um, it was a sex sells show, and yeah, Christine was amazing. It was such an honor to open for her. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, yeah, that was a great night. I remember you came backstage, and I was just like, oh, "You're Craig from the podcast that I listened to," and it was just ah, it was that's so, so cool. sweet. Yeah. yeah, that was that's so sweet. Yeah, and you were very helpful because I was very confused to try to figure out where Christine was because <laughs> I just wanted to say hello because she had just been on the show. And right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it all worked out. We were all in this like little backstage room, like huddled up. Like it was cute. That yeah. was cute. Yeah, and of course that was at precinct, which is reopening this week. <laughs> yes, that's right. Everything. I mean, most most things are reopening now. Um, I just went to Akbar with Miss Neon actually. Oh, and, cool! The yeah. other the performer, other on that performer, bill. exactly. Yeah. Full circle. How was Akbar? It was just like seating, you know, you know, sure. one guy like started dancing and he got in trouble. Like, <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, but it was cool. It's like everything's starting to get better. It was outdoor seating. So, oh, sure. Yeah. There's a lot of really thorough outdoor seating options going on. Yeah. Uh, like at Santa Monica Boulevard, I walked. Walk, yeah, excuse me, walked past um, Hamburger Mary's. Oh, wow. Which And the last time I'd walked by there, I mean, I'd walked by there a few times, but it was really not late at night, but a couple months ago, really late at night was like 7 p.m., right? Mm-hmm. So I walked past it between 7 and 10 p.m. in the last couple months, and the whole street, of course, was super silent, but having Hamburger Mary's be really quiet was really eerie. So now yeah. to see it bustling with activity was nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad it's open again. That's That's amazing. It's weird to see the things that have closed too. Weirdly, there was a Bank of America. That, like, I don't know why, but for some reason, I found that almost shocking. I was like, well, I know bars and restaurants and stuff, but a bank, that's wow. Yeah. Granted, it's not the entire Bank of America. Right, However, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that one location. But yeah. But yeah, it's interesting things we didn't notice that we're all of a sudden like, oh, wow, that was, that was closed. That was, that's opening now. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Do you find that you have a little bit of, schizophrenia approaching everything or at least uh, leaning uh, towards it because i yeah. i go i have this weird <laughs> uh ping pong effect of like uh this is great everything's normal and then oh what's going on definitely i um i went to a club recently that was like that and and people were showing their covid cards at the door so i really had like no reason to stress about it but like no one's no one was wearing their masks and it was just kind of like uh like, yeah <laughs> but but this is fine it's okay but it, right. uh, there's still that like underlying of like i mean for uh, i mean i'm already an introvert so this is like a lot for me <laughs> oh sure you mean this right now uh, not this okay not this, good, good but good. going out this is great i'm happy to be here this good. is nothing <laughs> So, uh, in terms of get-togethers, what do you prefer in terms of size? Because if you're an introvert, 
that could make, uh, especially going into these situations where lots of people are around and you haven't been around a lot of people, that's already weird. Right. But what's your ideal get together in terms of hanging out with folks if it's not a club? Um, I think, I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty good with like, I think I can go back to a club and be okay. Sure. I think I already went into the abyss. I went, to, <laughs> I went to Heaven Party, which if you've seen pictures, uh, Shop Heaven, which um, it's Lulo. She she manages that, and those parties are always crazy. So I feel like if I can handle that, I can do anything now. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's good to jump in at the deep end. Right. I have schizophrenia about other things. That's like I think I'm good now. <laughs> okay, good. What are some of the things that you have? Uh, oh god that feeling towards are they hot cold with oh just like um i think as um an la artist is it's like starting out as an artist or even just like going to shows and in the communication culture of like talking to people at clubs and like making yourself seen that i have social anxiety so that is really difficult for me like sure. just like being like oh i need to talk to this person and put myself out there and like maybe give them my card and be friends and all of that and this is just the la culture of everything like, yeah yeah that that makes it hard for me to go to shows that's my schizophrenia <laughs> like, okay sure it, that could be tricky <laughs> yeah sometimes that kind of stuff too you can get better at it and then like the last year and a half can eat away at sort of the progress exactly with that. i find i have weird flashes of, of social anxiety as well I, I don't know how i behaved when i went to go, get you outside but like it's weird i don't see anyone and now i'm starting to see people yeah and so it's uh it makes the novelty much higher mm -hmm. and that's wearing off you know as we see more people and everything but it's it's interesting because sometimes i like i'll meet someone and i'm like oh what was i was i just like here was i present or was i <laughs> in my head you know it's uh yeah. hard to hard to track and also it's strange to have something that is so familiar seem odd so anyway you know but this will pass this is like uh we're almost in the home stretch and plus no one really wants to talk about covid related anything <laughs> but you're, right. you're an LA artist, of course, uh, born and bred in LA. And where you grew up in Burbank, right? Yes, I. Um, well, I grew up in Burbank. Um, I, it's weird because I moved. We moved to Orange County when I was like seven. So I spent most of my life in Orange County. Hated it. Moved back to LA as soon as I could. Really? What a shock. I hear Orange <laughs> County is so wonderful for the creative queer oh, types. It's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe Long Beach, but I think Long Beach is its own thing. Like, <laughs> true. But, but yeah, um, I've been in North Hollywood for a little under a year now, and I love it. It's great. I, in Orange County, I didn't know any of my neighbors growing up. And like my first week of living in North Hollywood, people would like introduce themselves to me. And it was just like, whoa, this is how it's supposed to be, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was nice. Yeah. And you have a musical family. I do. Well, my, my mom is just a natural singer. She's amazing. But like, um, <laughs> my, my dad's a drummer and, um, plays a little bit of everything. Isn't he mildly famous on TikTok? Is that? Oh, that's right. I forget eye? about that. That's another fever dream that my dad's famous on TikTok. Um, <laughs> the Far Post, if you're curious, um, that is his TikTok handle. And he has like 100,000 followers on there. He just like duets people playing drums to things. It's it's really cool. I get a lot of my music I mean, from both of them. I would steal their CDs and tapes as a kid. Mm -hmm. I, I like still to this day, I love Duran Duran, Devo and... I yeah 
I'm totally out of ch- touch with my generation, but it's okay. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's <laughs> it's fine. worth it. It'll go in and out. Like, it'll be like, oh, suddenly this is in vogue again. And right. This is the thing I like. And then it'll go out and then it'll go back in again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just stick with whatever you're into. <laughs> I mean, you do anyway, though, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Which so- is good. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I love missing persons. It was such an mm. honor to, I opened for them a little, a little last year, I think a couple months before the pandemic. And that was just like such a milestone. My parents were there. They were, they were super proud. It's oh, like, that's great. It's like three of us. We love, that's like one of our favorite bands. So <laughs> I remember seeing missing persons at the whiskey with a friend visiting from Boston. <gasps> wow. And we were lo- chuckling because during walking in LA, one of us said, this is the most LA thing you could possibly <laughs> be doing. Seeing them sing this song at the whiskey. Yeah, LA bingo, that would be a checkoff for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a moment. Having uh, not grown up in LA and always wanted to live in LA, I love things that are very, very LA. Now, to some people, very LA is a negative thing, but I don't think so. I think there's the dark side everywhere. Mm-hmm. The dark side of things here, which you kind of uh, alluded to before with the networking aspect of things, which is, I guess, the nicer side of the perceived dark side of the right. L.A. dark. Yeah, no, totally. I think that there's there's good and bad everywhere. I, I think that um, there's just so many more opportunities and like so many more like you find your tribe here sure. and, and your people are here. So, I mean, there's going to be. For every like ten shitty people, there'll be like a hundred great people. So it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, and I find that you tend to not see those folks that are not in your tribe or group that right. much once you're nestled in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're just it's like it's like pink noise background. <laughs> like you don't even notice for sure. And pink is a oh, obvious yes. favorite of your. It is. Can we talk about this? Okay. Please. Um. So. For me, growing up, I was very, like, okay, I hate the word tomboy, but that's how you would describe it. I hated any colors, anything. I would dress very, like, like, I guess, like, mask, I guess. Sure. Um, But I... I think it's because I wanted to, like, as I was getting into music production, I really wanted to fit in with that, like, that box of what a music producer is. And yeah. typically it's, it's, it's men. And I, I grew up, um, I dyed my hair pink when I was 15. And it's been the same since. And I've just kind of said, you know, fuck it. I can, I can, um, embrace my femininity and I can engineer and, yeah, I didn't care. I I was the only woman in my in my um, audio engineering class in college, but I I stood out <laughs> even more with the pink <laughs> hair. Fuck it, just roll with it. <laughs> I hope we're allowed to cuss. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely, plenty. Yeah, it's encouraged. Great. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the answer to the pink. Now everything's pink. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So around 15 is when the yeah. pink came in to being acceptable and worked into your feelings about who you are right exactly just like you know i mean i think i think pink is like it doesn't have to be like a gendered thing it's just a color but like i i just i love i love just dressing like a freak i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's fun it keeps it fun i was always inspired by like anime and video games and stuff so that comes out now well and the performers you mentioned before as well yeah you know have a very distinct aesthetic that's not necessarily you know they, they if they walked into a weezer photo shoot you'd be like what's that guy doing there 
oh my god it would be the the blue album not the i mean the pink album not the blue album yeah <laughs> um, that would be great yeah no i definitely i i think um life's too short just wear what you want to wear and do what you want to do i i i love it i think um you get 30 minutes to to be crazy on stage then why not get make a pink barbie box and sing songs about killing rapists why not exactly <laughs> which is really what blew my mind when i saw you i was like uh, wow this is a fabulous combination of factors <laughs> thank you great music obviously but also your entrance on stage was in a plasmic barbie box let's say right because your name is at the top yes yes yeah we we ordered i ordered that online i just found like something where you could like customize it it's trashed now it's made of cardboard <laughs> it did not survive um <laughs> but well, that's the magic of props they get trashed then you make another one yes exactly i'll probably get another one but yeah that was an idea i wanted to do for so long and it kind of fit with the christmas theme like oh it's like a, a toy a gift a present whatever yeah. and yeah so that was really fun i love doing stuff like that um i think that um, you go to a show and, and sometimes it's kind of boring, honestly. <laughs> like it's like I love music. I love like the live show and everything. But there's there's so many more um, levels of art that you can bring to the table. And I love experimenting with that. Also, when you're opening for someone, it's double tricky because right. granted, Christine's audience mm -hmm. seems like a very compatible audience. And it it is, it seems mm -hmm. like anyway. But Opening for anyone, you're like, I got to make an impression here. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, 30, you might even, I didn't even get 30 minutes. So <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying 30 minutes. That's like a normal set. But usually if I'm opening for someone, it might be like two songs or three songs. And you really have to think, okay, what are people going to remember? And you remember the the Barbie box. So yeah, certainly. Well, and also yeah. <laughs> the song about killing rapists. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> first number you did i think um i, th I mean it's a long time ago oh, so gosh yeah <laughs> maybe it I, was i think it might have been famous and revenge but may it was definitely that's right no you're right it's a, th okay. it was the second one yeah got it i was i know revenge was in there at the beginning or end it was there <laughs> yeah and what uh, one of the things i loved about it is that it's like not about <laughs> being a bigger person in this in a general sense right exactly like it's okay to want to like chop like i mean don't act upon it but it's okay to want to chop someone off and chop someone off and feed them to chihuahuas and put them in your freezer <laughs> and like you want them to to have it worse than you like that's normal and i think we're conditioned to forgive and forget and that's yeah. stupid i don't right. like it <laughs> yeah, because we have anger in us right and, and to suppress that is like Really? I mean, I mean, and, you know, there's better ways to deal with anger. And I think writing a song was the right answer for me. 
and suppressing it would have not been good. So right, yeah, right, and it's really, I imagine, something that's nearly impossible to deal with. So if you have an outlet, use the outlet. Exactly right, and it doesn't have to have to be art. I mean, however, I mean, journal shit. Sure, do whatever you need to do to get your feelings out. Like, don't if you suppress it, you're just gonna go crazy. And I think a lot of times people get a little confused about how angry or mean or right. vicious they could be in their art mm-hmm. when really that's the best place for it. It's like Brian Eno said, art's where you can crash your plane and walk away from yes. it. Yes. I love Brian Eno. Me too. Yeah. Do you have a favorite era of Eno or style that he does? Uh, I like I like the more experimental kind of stuff. Like the um I think his his earlier stuff where he he does like kind of the um it kind of sounds more like the Microsoft sounds really like <laughs> sure like those are cool um, right because he did all the Microsoft exactly sounds, right? yeah, yeah. yeah yeah you can definitely hear that in his earlier work but yeah I, I like everything I love finding stuff like that out about someone who I thought I knew everything about like I found that out like years after he did it really and, yeah and I was like wow that's the best because uh-huh. people like that you find out like oh he wrote that too mm-hmm. that kind of thing I always love those. It's so iconic. Like I know. <laughs> what could be more bird in our minds than yeah, it's that just, stuff? It's just, he's just there. It's like Big yeah. Brother. Always. Yeah, exactly. All the sounds are always in our ears. And even if you weren't a fan necessarily of Roxy Music or his stuff, there's so many people who kn- exactly. love something that he's touched because mm-hmm. he did all the U2 records and mm-hmm. James. I can't stand James, but I'm glad that he, he produced them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, didn't he do the um, the We Are Devo album? My, remember the, yes, the first one. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, one yeah. of my that's like my all time favorite album. Yeah. Oh, it's so Incredible. good. You know, Devo's doing a show. In LA. I know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Do tickets go on sale already? Or I, I'm not sure. It's going to be a signed seating. There's no mosh pit, which I'm kind of sad about. Oh, but, okay. But it's, I'm still going to go. <laughs> yeah, I have to go as well because yeah. I have never seen them. Mm-hmm. Same. I've never seen them either. Oh, then you got it. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, my friend Josh plays in that in Devo. I now. know Josh too. Well, oh, my, you do. My okay. dad is friends with Josh somehow. I don't know. Josh. I, seen, Josh knows everybody. That's the yeah. Other that's thing about the Josh. thing. Yeah, yeah, Josh knows everybody. Yeah, I've I've never met him, but um, my dad is good friends with him. I guess so. He's cool. I'm a fan. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him when he's in town. Yeah. And actually, I should do, do a show with him, too, because his stories are Oh, my God. Amazing. You'd be here all day. There's so many good ones. Oh, like, there's great uh, ones. He's yeah. worked with everyone. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's true. Right. Yeah. And his brother, of course, Paul, right. does the sound for, I guess, everyone. Miley mm-hmm. Cyrus. There was someone else that was on SNL recently that was, oh, St. Vincent. Yeah, yes. he does St. Vincent sound wow. as well. That's amazing. It is. Wow. Musical family. What are some other artists besides Eno? That you oh, wow. Enjoy? I mean, Mark Mothersbaugh, Devo. Um, sure. I, when did you first hear Devo? Oh, when I was a kid. Like, was that one of your parents? Yeah, that was yeah. that was definitely a CD swipe of <laughs> <laughs> or, or a tape swipe. I love like electronic music, but I also love New Wave. I love Depeche Mode. Um, I, I love um, like Fever Ray, um, Alice Glass. Mm-hmm. I love Dorian Electra. Dorian Electra oh, yeah, is yeah. my muse, my favorite. They're oh, so cool. That reminds me, I was going to ask you because I just rewatched this the other night. Oh, Have, okay. Are you a fan of the movie Liquid Sky? I've never heard of the movie Liquid Sky. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. That's one of the great things about finding out movies or being told stuff, you know, like it's uh, like, again, like the in- info about Eno. So maybe now uh, you'll watch Liquid Sky. I'll send it to you. Okay. And yeah, that'd be great. Cool. It, actually, some themes in it relate to some themes in your music. Oh, 
wow. Okay. But I also don't like spoiling movies. So I don't okay, want don't to. Spoil it. Okay. I'll go in blind. We'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the looks and fashions in it. Actually, wait. I should show you a photo. You know what? When you misplace your phone and you're like. Oh, oh I hate that. Yeah. I'll, I'll gra- Hang on a sec. Let me grab it. It's in my pocket. We so this is, th- this is another a fun little. Uh, I, I think side effect of having uh, difficulty accessing my medication for ADHD. That's being that's in progress, though. I oh, I need to get on that too. You, do you have ADHD? I do, and I'm unmedicated. I'm currently on fluoxetine, Xanax. Uh-huh. So I mean, not Xanax, um, Prozac. Oh right, <laughs> my mind was doing the thing of like the um, coin machine, where it's like apple, apple. No, is it? <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. did that too. I'm like, I'm like the lady making the math equation. It's just not working. <laughs> Love that meme. Yeah, I was doing going through the generic drug names in my head. I was like, "Wait, is it that? Wait, I know I've heard that one before." <laughs> and then, and then I was like, "No, no, it's not Xanax because that's a Zam, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, <laughs> or Am, that's, whatever. That's yeah. not an everyday thing for me. It's yeah. for some people, but oh, Pam. Yeah. Sorry, it's one of the Pams. There's yeah. uh, Clonazepam, which is Klonopin, and then I forget which one Xanax is, but it's in the Pam family. The Pam. Yeah, <laughs> good old Pam. That's a good drag name, Pam. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pam family as well, or um, oh, Pam family. <laughs> A drag house, Pam family. Exactly. Yeah. They're very um, medicated. So this is just a still. Oh, I love this. Yeah. So new wave. Dorian Electro, when you said that. Very Dorian Electro. Yeah. Very like um, the, you know that album Rio by Duran Duran? Like, oh, of that course. That album yeah. cover is totally that makeup. Like, totally. Is, is that the same era? It's definitely same era. Okay. Yeah. And this was uh, very New York, sort of um, Warhol adjacent. Oh, great. The, the, Wonderful. The lead performer, Anne Carlyle, co-wrote the movie, and that's actually both Anne Carlyle. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she wow. plays a male and female role in uh, it. And so wow. it's a kind of pioneering film in terms of gender expression yeah. and in terms of um, discussing bisexuality as well. There's mm-hmm. a whole bit in there. And then also talking about, uh, well, various other issues. I again, don't want to spoil, but I'll be doing a movie club on it at some point. So if you like the movie, that would be amazing. It'd be fun to have you as part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to reach out to James St. James because of course he was in <gasps> New York around the time that this was made. Oh There's my God. scenes shot at the Palladium mm-hmm. and all of that. And so, and that some, is my okay. favorite episode with you guys, you and James St. James. Oh, isn't he wonderful? So great. He's so great. Mm-hmm. He's going to be coming back to do uh, a couple movie clubs actually. So oh, I'm excited lovely. about that. Yeah. Yay. He's great. So, um, what about other movies that uh, you like? I mean, you haven't seen this one yet, so I can't say that it's one of your favorites. Right. It might be. We'll see. Soon. Um, well, this will this will let you know like what kind of movies I like. Um, Xanadu is my fave. I love it. Love Xanadu. I love the Back to the Future movies. Sure. Um, Do you have a favorite one of the Back to the Future movies? Oh, it's so hard because I watched them as a kid and I didn't really have like a critique at that point. Like sure. I wasn't really a critic. Well, um, you know, and I always like to say it's whatever one you just, you like, you know what yeah. I mean? Because sometimes the critical stuff can get too right. uh, joy destroying for yourself. Yeah. People love to hate on the third one. I think the third one is cute. Like, <laughs> And I need to see it. I just realized as we were talking about it, I thought, you know, it's funny. I've never seen the third one. I don't know exactly why. It was like one of those, oh, I'll get to it. Never got to it. It's cute. It's like, a. it's, it's, I like to think of it, the trilogy is like one long movie, essentially. <laughs> right. And that makes makes my respect for each one of them a little better. I sure. obviously love the 80s one. I think that's the first one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, fir- I like, the first one's probably my favorite. Um, and then the, the second and third one are just like, oh, cool, more. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. But something's like not a horrible sequel. Right. You're like, this is good. This is more of the thing I like. This is Exactly. 
exactly. Yeah. 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 It, it will never be the first one, but it's it's cute. It's like they're cowboys. Okay. Right. I'm into this. <laughs> Why <laughs> and not? The, and there's a lot more Christopher Lloyd in it. Exactly. Yes. Oh, my God. And he's so funny in it. It's great. He's great. Oh, and Mary Steenburgen, right? Yes. And she's, yeah. she's, ha- she's so much more in the third one. It's, it's great. You know, the Cinerama Dome did a marathon of all three of them a couple of years ago. I think they've done it a few times. Now, hopefully someone's going to buy the Cinerama Dome. That would be amazing. Wouldn't it? Uh, it, That can't go away. I mean, I don't think it will. There's too many film people that want to see it survive. Where is it? Is it in the Valley? It's on, it's either Sunset or Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, okay. I think I know that. I've been there a lot, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. I take cars places. <laughs> Although I've been walking around my neighborhood more yeah. uh, and getting more familiar with, oh, this street connects with that. That street connects with this. My sense of direction is not, remedial is a being overly positive, overly generous. It, I don't really have much of one, I, but I rely on GPS. Same. I was going to say same, mm-hmm. hard same. I don't know what I would do without my phone if I had to drive somewhere without my phone. Well, I mean, for the most part, I can navigate, but there's sometimes like I was living in Laurel Canyon for um, like my first two months of living in LA and I um, got my phone stolen at a show. Oh no! <laughs> and I got uh, and I, this is so embarrassing, but I'm going to say it because maybe some like queer person that has no sense of direction will feel validated <laughs> through it, and that's why I'm doing it for the gays. Anyways, um, so I called my mom from Orange County to help me get there. <laughs> hey, listen, we've all been there. I understand. I understand. <laughs> I think directions and keeping your room clean. A friend of mine was like, oh, queers always need to clean their room. And yeah. I was like, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those two things. Can't keep my room clean. Can't tell directions. <laughs> None of that. And if you've ever driven to a house in Laurel Canyon, like in the hills of Laurel Canyon, it's hard. It's scary. And at night, it's scary. Did you enjoy living in Laurel Canyon? Oh, I loved it. I was um, I lived across the street from Jared Leto, but I never actually saw him. He was too busy doing his cult business down in <laughs> exactly. some island, right? I had friends stay over and they always said, oh, I saw him doing yoga. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I've been here for two months and I've never seen him. Yeah, I, it was just um, my my manager, um, his, his stepmother um, had a, a room that she was going to get ready for Airbnb. So I was like, ah, oh, well two months yeah cool, and it worked out <laughs> well that's good a nice little uh sojourn into laurel canyon the legendary place i know where... oh my god i would i would go to the laurel canyon store all the yeah, time yeah. I, I think that's what it's called it's like the general store or the something? general store yeah. yes i would go there all the time because it's just like i don't want to drive to the grocery store it's so much closer <laughs> and it's so cute yeah, it's, I've never been inside. I've been past it a lot. And I always thought, oh, that's that place that I've heard about, you know, because in every story about all the folks that used to live in Laurel Canyon, that mm-hmm. features prominently. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much history there. They do this thing where they take a picture. Um, everyone from the, that lives there comes and takes a picture together in front of the store. And they have like on the wall, there's like pictures of each year they've done it. And one of the years, Steven Tyler was in it. Mm-hmm. So for the rest of the years, they just like, photoshop it <laughs> him in all of them so, sure yeah so it's really cool i unfortunately did not get to make the cut but <laughs> maybe someday <laughs> yeah i guess it's a uh, duration of time lived there no it's actually just like whatever time you're living there i think i moved literally a month before they did the picture <laughs> oh okay there you go yeah next time yeah next, next time. time for sure mm-hmm. north hollywood school i lived there the first year i moved to oh that's LA. great yeah i love the valley i mean i'm sure i'm gonna hate it when traffic picks back <laughs> Up, but right now I love it. <laughs> There's a lot of rehearsal spaces over there, isn't there? Yes, there is. Um, I've 
I haven't been to any, but there's there's a lot that are um that have like some history in them. I haven't done too much research, but but every time I'm driving with with my um with my coworker, he's like older. We do like styling stuff and he's um he's always saying, "Oh yeah, this band, that's their lockout or this." And I'm like, "Whoa, okay." Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know I was at the Queens of the Stone Age studio once, which looks like an yes. auto parts uh Oh. A factory or something you know all those uh-huh. places out in north hollywood especially off the main roads and everything they're just like these gray buildings mm-hmm. next to them is a machine parts thing and you have no idea what they are and so oh yeah that's this person's place and you're right. like, oh oh wow they're everywhere and then i was at someone's mastering session and it was in another one of those like two streets away and it was like a darker gray that's all that only yeah. thing that differentiated it yeah they're hidden they're always in like near like a junkyard or like car place or something it's really yeah, weird no, exactly it's which is so pattern. great i love that yeah yeah it, it's cool especially if you're making like industrial music it's probably really good <laughs> hey can i borrow a crowbar or something i don't know <laughs> so at your place in north hollywood what's the soundproofing like and how do you work oh, around it oh the soundproofing is okay no it's not good i need to get <laughs> i need to get like panels and stuff it's nice because I have one um, section that is separate from like the um, the music kind of stuff, yeah. like, where all the the gear is, and then there's another room where I just do mixing and and vocals. So oh, that's it's, good. It's nice to have a little yeah. Variation. It almost it almost feels like there's a practice space, and then there's like a mixing room kind of thing. And also, you're not playing drums in there, right? So no, I have an electric kit, so I have to I'm, get one of those. I'm I fine. Yeah. Oh wow, you would you would kill on a Yamaha one. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yes, please. I, I'd love <laughs> to uh, know more about it because I need to figure out which one. Yeah. To get, I wish I got one ages ago, but um, it's never too late. I've played a couple at the Guitar Center, mm-hmm. and it's nice to do that. I miss playing drums on a regular basis. Oh, so. I used to work at Guitar Center. I would. I would play drums on my break all the time. That was like <laughs> my that was my happy place. <laughs> yeah. How long did you work there? Oh, for less than a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good discount for employees. Pretty good, yeah. Pretty good discount. Um, but did, yeah. Did you stock up on stuff during I your tenure? I did. I did. I have a lot of cables and um, like what else I get? I got this really nice um, DJ light that was like I think it retailed for like two hundred bucks, and I got it for like something way less i can't remember but <laughs> that's yeah. always fun yeah the, the discount was nice yeah do you dj as well um i i would no i mean you know the term dj is ever changing so sure. much to where i have friends that do the spotify thing and mm-hmm. they have it connected to an app and i'm like i do that but am I a DJ? I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all it's all what you what it means to you, I guess. Right, I guess. Um, I wouldn't. I'm not really DJing gigs, but it's something that I I would love to do in the future. I was doing a little um, some DJ stuff on Twitch, like at the beginning of the pandemic, and that was kind of fun. But it was really just like download this DJ app on my laptop and cue my songs. Yeah, and, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> Well, that works. Yeah. Yeah, that's technically teaching. Right, exactly. But I have friends like like my friend Rose knows she does like vinyl and she's like super into it and so oh, talented. Sure. So I always get like insecure, like uh, imposter syndrome. <laughs> 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 like stay in my lane. I do, mu- I do music production and I sing. <laughs> yeah, DJ on the side, you could say. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, DJ on the side. There we go. That was a much shorter answer that I could have given. <laughs> well, no, but I think it, it speaks to your level of concern. Right. About uh, acting like you're doing something that you're not. 
Yeah. Right. Do yeah. you find that you suffer from imposter syndrome sometimes? All the time. Uh-huh. So much because I I work with a lot of people that have either by the way, if you want to pause and take a sip of your soda. I, I know you keep seeing me. Okay. I so prevented I, you from drinking that about three or four times. I keep grabbing it and then I go to talk and then I forget. And that's my ADHD. I'm like, did I take a sip? I don't know. Well, it's also, you don't, you don't want to be like, uh, <laughs> you want to answer the question, which I appreciate. So, but enjoy. Have a sip. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll just answer the question because I don't want to forget my ADHD. You know? <laughs> um, wait, what was the question? <laughs> See, now's the perfect time. Take a sip now. But before then, I'll remind you what the question is. <laughs> so the question was about in, uh, enjoying imposter syndrome and you were saying that particularly when you were around some folks and that's oh, when I yes. interrupted you sorry okay <laughs> I'm, I have my beverage I'm good um, well I work around people that have um, let's say they've gone to college or they've had like more more learning in that audio engineering realm and I'll be honest with you I just went to community college I, I didn't get like my degree or anything so sometimes I feel like kind of competitive with those people but i mean truly truthfully it does not matter there's so many people that could surpass me with only youtube knowledge and that is taking over to like amazing levels i'm so happy it's happening but but yeah sometimes i do feel like oh maybe i'm just the artist maybe i shouldn't be producing and then then i just you know i get rid of the ego and i just like make something and i feel better again so just you just have to keep combating that i guess yeah that's the tricky part mm -hmm. because you can get stuck in your head totally and, and really the only way out is to either start working on something or like watch a movie it's something about being engaged in something other than right that spiral because your phone's not going to fix it your no phone's going to make it worse yeah throw the phone in the trash yeah because no. your brain will just start going hey <laughs> let's look for evidence that supports this terrible false theory yeah that uh whatever part of your brain that wants to torture you is enjoying exactly yeah. no like instagram social media in general is like the worst thing you can look at when you're feeling like that you need to just like unplug and go make something and go feel good about yourself again but yeah. it, it's it's easier said than done sometimes it's really hard to get out of those funks especially when whatever you're freaking out about and having a loop and spiral about is related to the thing that you work on so right sometimes uh it could be good to go to, but that's why i think movies are like the best oh yes escapism for sure because also mm -hmm. you're following a plot line and this is something i like about a movie that either you don't know very well or maybe you saw it forever ago people have comfort movies and that's one way to go yeah but i like getting involved in a plot almost it's better if it's a ridiculous plot or yes. it makes no sense mm -hmm. because then you're thinking about that and then thinking oh that's ridiculous and, right. and then you're for 10 minutes you forget about the thing that was driving you crazy. Mm -hmm. And then uh, for me anyway, that's the easiest path to being like, oh, wait, everything's okay. Or at least the yeah. middle ground. Yeah. Totally. That's like like female trouble kind of has that effect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. like, what is happening? But I love it. And then you're like, oh, what did I feel like? I don't know. This <laughs> that's yeah. such a great analogy. I, I, I need to watch more movies. I truthfully, I was actually kind of worried <laughs> of coming into this because I'm, oh, no. I, I'm like, I want to be a movie buff so bad, but like I, my attention span is so bad. <laughs> I, 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 I usually that. start a movie and then I don't get through it. And then I'm like, oh, I should have given it a chance. It's <laughs> just like my brain. But I like, there's certain movies that I love, but then there's also like movies in queer culture that I don't know about. Then I'm like, I really should know that, but I don't. <laughs> well, that happens a lot. Uh, we all have movies or things that we're like, oh, I should know that and yeah. everything. I mean, there's some current shows and I'm like, oh, I should see that. But 
I find that I don't, and then I think, well, you know what? I'm just going to watch what I what I'm right. going to watch. But just do it. But I know, and sometimes that can take away the joy of the things that feeling. I mean, I get it totally, though. Yeah. You know, the great thing is there's always more time to watch more things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just the list. the The time goes on, and there's there's so much time to to watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially you're you're quite young, right? Um, I'm 25. Yeah. So I mean, there's you know. You can't have seen just by numbers alone the amount of movies I've seen versus you know it's going to naturally be because of the age thing, right? More, yeah. I, I guess, but that's sweet of what you said about coming in here and the, uh, the movie talk. <laughs> I just I wanted to because I I listened to the podcast and I wanted to be like you know cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are super cool. You are super cool. Yeah, that's uh, a funny thing about that stuff. Uh, you know, because like that's uh, there's a lot of people who love to gatekeep mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But I think the fun thing is uh, sharing with people. I agree. Yeah, it's too life's too short to gatekeep. Like, just like let people discover new things. Yeah, it's so much more fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's uh, some of the gatekeeping that you've encountered in the music world? Um, I mean, I'm assuming that you have. Yeah, there's so much of it that I'm like, where do I even start? Um, there's a lot of, of gatekeeping when it comes to, I think, um, booking shows and um, maybe even um, like just being a producer in general. I think that there's a lot of like, you have to, you know, use this um, software, or, you know. Oh, sure. If you're using like, like people like to shit on like Reaper or like the, the lower quality, um, whatever, whatever you call it, like um, do- digital audio workstation. There you go. Sure. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like if you're going to make a cool song on there, it doesn't matter what you're using. Like, um, yeah, I think people should just make music with whatever they can get their hands on. Like, I mean, there's so many albums that were made with like GarageBand, and right, and you don't have to have like the nicest equipment or knowledge to do anything. You can just you know dive right in, watch some YouTube videos, and do what feels right. Because there can be a lot of internal gatekeeping as well. Totally, yes. Because of that, you know, mm-hmm. like um, I was talking to someone who was like, "Well, I got to get Logic because I." Have GarageBand, and right. I was like, "Well, then you have enough to start writing exactly. songs." Exactly, and if yeah. you already know how to use GarageBand, you're probably kicking ass. Like, you're gonna throw yourself another curve of learning a new, like, it's like learning a new instrument, really. Right. Like, I, I'm like that with myself. I use Studio One Personas, and um, not a lot of people use that. And so. now that's what is that a synth or is that a? Uh, it's a it's a um, workstation. Oh, so, I, I, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. GarageBand. Um, but not a lot of people use it and, um, people are usually confused. They're like, oh, okay, well you need to learn how to use Ableton or, <laughs> and Ableton scares me. I got certified in Ableton in college and yeah. I still don't know how to fuck it works. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. I've heard that with, uh, DJing. They're like, oh, you don't use Ableton? And I'm like, well, no, virtual DJ yeah. is great. Yeah. And you can use video. 
Exactly. Um, right. And people are like, well, yeah, you can with Ableton, but you got to, and they say there's another program that you tied in. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool. I use Virtual DJ, but thank you. I don't have time to like learn how to use another software. That's, yeah. I just want to, when I want to create, I just want to create. And I'm sure that's the same when you want to like create your set list. You want to just, you know, get into it. Yeah. And when I edit uh, just straight audio uh, discussions like the podcast, mm-hmm. I use Audacity. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Audacity is great. I've, it's I, so good. Yeah. I did a workshop. Um, I did a workshop yesterday um, with like just producers. You make two songs within the time span and people were using all sorts of stuff. They were using Reaper, Audacity. One guy even used GarageBand on his phone and made two songs. Isn't like, that wild what you can great. do on your phone? It's amazing. I love it. I think that everyone should have accessibility to make art. It's great. Me too. And to not let the perception that one type of tape is better than the other type of tape because that's all it is it's just right. a different type of tape and like with compression and like exporting these days it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> no it really doesn't matter yeah. you can get audio file about it but it's like it's eh. <laughs> yeah it's all about what the end result is right exactly and there was all those people who said oh you can't make an album at home these kids with their laptops People have to say that about laptops, which is no different than back when people used to grouse about synthesizers. That's right. Oh, yeah. I'm well, I used to be like that. And now I use um, I use Omnisphere, which is a synth sound bank. Oh, cool. It sounds now a lot of people are are kind of skeptical on it. But I swear you you play it like a Juno or a Roland on there. It sounds exactly the same. Yeah. And people swear by it. People in orchestra, all sorts of stuff. They use it. And it's just it's way cheaper than buying like a bunch of synthesizers. <laughs> I wish I could buy a bunch of synthesizers, but that's not the reality. So Yeah, it'd be nice to have a full <laughs> synth room to have Tonto in the house or something. But. <laughs> yeah, right. Like <laughs> no, so that that's I mean, I love I love that. I've been using that a lot. You've been using a lot of MIDI, which is new for me. Mm-hmm. And I just love the workflow of it. I think it's it's faster. It sounds almost the same depending on what plugin you use. Like I I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And you're very determined to be the one woman band, right? Yeah, I I um I I collaborate with people here and there, but I I try to make it, you know, it's my thing. You know, I'm I'm making like I'm saying what I want to say. Um the the melodies are there. If, um, I mean, I've, I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, everything's been me so far. Um, I do like to work with people, but I mean. For your yeah, project though, for, more, I mean. For my yeah. project. Yeah. It's, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's faster that way. I try, you know, what sucks is I try to work with people and I just, like, it just, you never get, sometimes it's just like, you don't hear from them and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I guess I am a one woman band. Cool. <laughs> well, I get that. And I relate yeah. to it to a degree because I like to kind of do all the aspects myself. Although right. I, I do want to eventually, you know, find a manager or something to, right. to offload some of the stuff. Cause some of it gets a little, uh, well, like you said, you have a manager, so I sort of think I take on too much sometimes. Because yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely helpful. I think, um, but it is hard. Like sometimes they get really mad at me when I don't tell them <laughs> stuff. They're like, "Oh, so when were you going to tell us that you were re- um, doing this thing?" And I was like, <laughs> "I'm sorry, I didn't think you would care." Like it's so yeah, it's it's helpful to have like someone hype you up. That's really all it is. Yeah. And also take care of some of the stuff that maybe isn't your favorite stuff to do, but has to get done Mm -hmm. and so on. Yeah. And someone that's going to like tell you 
honestly like what they think is is nice that is good yeah 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 now you've done some remixes for folks like the Mowgli's yes I um I did two remixes for the Mowgli's I um I'm actually currently working with um their their new band Modern Originals um, oh interesting so it, is it a second band that the band has or have they changed names oh uh, no it's a it's like a side band so two of the members from the Mowgli's Andy and Josh are now in Modern Originals gotcha and I've been doing some songwriting with them and that's been really fun so oh cool that's that's why I was like uh oh, I am a one woman band but <laughs> sure sure <laughs> right no, certainly now, yeah yeah I mean, I, I like to write with people. That's yeah. fun. But... Under the plasmic banner, though. It's more of a... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, did I get... I should have asked your pronouns, but I thought uh... I saw on Instagram that it was she, but I could be wrong. So... You're right. Um, okay. I I like um, Happy Pride Month. I guess I should yeah, happy come Pride. out and say it. Um, I, I like they pronouns. I like she pronouns. My apologies I don't really for, care. Uh, oh, asking. no. Don't, no apologies at all. I'm. This is like a new thing for me, so I'm kind of like, hmm. <laughs> and I also don't want people to stress about it, so I'd rather just be like, say whatever. <laughs> Maybe you know what it was. No, I was reading it. I was reading an article, oh, and okay. it said one woman band, and I thought, oh, I didn't verify that to see if that's yeah. I I mean, it's it's just stuck at this point. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sure. It's what people are using, I guess. A solo endeavor, we'll call it. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd read something about that posing some challenges in terms of booking. Yeah. So, I mean, I struggle a lot with, with let's say, um, I'm trying to book a gig and it's um, it's like a, um, kind of like an electronic um, kind of surrounding. And I kind of, I either get seen as like a pop star or I get seen as like, this like punk person who's like too hard for the electronic scene but then i try to play shows with like punk people and it's like <laughs> she's a pop star like it's just oh, sure i feel like i don't really f i've i've found people that i fit in now but at the beginning it was really hard to be like what gig do i play where people are not like dis like confused or <laughs> like seeing me as displaced because for the most part i'm pretty good at, at like being like okay i would fit in on this bill but people have their own like perceived notion of me. They're like, oh, this like Britney Spears auto tune type, which I love Britney Spears. Oh my god, I don't know why I said that, but um, <laughs> well, <laughs> but you I, know I what I mean. In their it's... perception, they they classify stuff as like the Britney Spears to them might not be as uh, right. sophisticated and understanding of what Britney Spears is, so they group them into this category or that category. Exactly right. So I, it was kind of hard finding where I fit on that and and sometimes it would be a bill where they're like totally judging me the whole time and then i perform and they're like oh <laughs> i didn't expect that yeah so there is a lot of like um stereotype which you know i i choose to to dress how i want to dress and i choose to look a certain way i could go the whole like edm like aesthetic route but i don't really want to <laughs> i just right. want to like do what i want to do and and yeah people the bright p kind of people have have gotten it and understood and in a way it's it's been a blessing because i end up not having to play those gigs where people are judging me so yeah sure it's a win-win yeah it is a win-win you don't want a <laughs> hostile house right that was my phone that just dropped i'm sorry <laughs> that's okay we'll, I've see, done how that a lot. <laughs> we'll yeah. see how good the mic is <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I I know. you can grab it now if yeah, you want to it's, it's i know it's an unsettling there. feeling when you're like my phone just fell uh, i can also move the section no i got okay. it okay we're good yeah. okay 
the other day i reached down i was like what's down there and i had a full bottle of iced tea that i just oh my god i don't know how it got down there though like i was like when did this happen that's nice it was it was good yeah i thought (laughs) hmm you know maybe i left it on the couch it just slid down i don't know at least it didn't break right yeah Yeah. love tea (laughs) me too i had a full glass bottle shatter at month two of the uh pandemic in the kitchen i was just happy it didn't hit my foot or or anything it was like freaky because you're like oh Right. But then you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. Uh, any injuries here because I can't go to the hospital. Oh, my God. Getting injured in the pandemic, I can't even imagine. I know. Uh, I know. Yeah, scary. Then it just made cleaning up tea and glass <laughs> a little bit easier. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I spill stuff all the time. <laughs> all the time. It's horrible. Do you cook a lot? Um, My cooking situation's a little weird. So I have... um, I don't have a stove. Mm-hmm. I have a hot plate. So I don't really cook a lot but i make smoothies all the time and i um, with a hot plate see that's shows, that shows some rareability not with the hot plate <laughs> <laughs> like that's why it's not working um <laughs> no but i um i just make like rice and beans and like soups and stuff sure like i don't know <laughs> and then yeah, no, I, i'm just always curious about uh people's cooking habits yeah it's just i do what i can you know <laughs> yeah well same here yeah yeah i'm just clumsy that's all <laughs> No excuse. But you are quite an avid roller skater. So I, I don't know if clumsy can be applied to you fully. Um, I'm clumsy when I'm like... Off in, skates? Yeah, when I'm in my house and there's no one to see me. On wheels. Okay. <laughs> but on wheels. So I started out... Um, I was a figure skater for quite some time in my childhood. Um, and I stopped Just like Devin Green. Devin Green was a figure skater? Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know this. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love Devin. Oh my God. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go ice skating. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. They need to do an ice skating video. It'd be so you know, cool. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. <sighs> that would be amazing. I love Devin. Devin's um, great. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I was ice skating until I was like 16 ish and kind of, it was so expensive. My parents were just like so thankful when I was over it. <laughs> They're like, thank God. Yeah, I never thought of it actually in that way. What, yeah. what are the expenses of the ice skating? Uh, well, there's, you have to pay for ice time. You have to pay for the coaches. Um, the skates are really expensive. Like r- people think roller skates are expensive. Ice skates were like, you try to buy a pair like once a year. If And, and sometimes you would even... I remember my coach would tell me to wear like tight shoes so that my feet would grow slower. Wow. So that we wouldn't have to buy them. Wow. The coach said this. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So they're that expensive. What would a pair run you on average? God, I can't remember. I think, I think I had a pair that was like, like $3,000 maybe. Wow. I don't know if I'm remembering correctly. I might have to fact check this later. But it's a big number. (laughs) It wouldn't be crazy if it was three. I mean, it is crazy, but you know what I mean? It wouldn't be out of the norm for it it, to be that much. It's a big enough number that I'm still wearing my childhood skates. (laughs) 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 Let's put it that way. Yeah, sure. So a lot of fees rack up. You got the coaching, you got the skates, you got the ice time. What's a good hour of ice time cost? And is it rented by the hour? Um, I think it's by the hour. It depends on the rink. The rink I was going to, I think it was like 12 an hour. Okay. And then, um, all the coaches were different. There was, um, there were like the coaching was pretty expensive. There was this one coach, um, Mr. John Nix, who was like the, um, he coached like Sasha Cohen, like all the big, all the big ones at our rink. And he was really expensive. I remember, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't really remember the hourly prices, but I know that it was like, 
my mom was like, okay, well, you can you can have a lesson with him, but that's going to be like, you know, that might be a part of the Christmas. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, okay, damn, yeah. okay. So yeah. that, I mean, that tells me all I need to know. <laughs> yeah. He's a, essentially like a star consultant. Exactly. Yeah. If you watch like Skating with the Stars, I think he was a judge. Oh, okay. Yeah. I hope he's doing well. He was old. Well, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's yeah, yeah. spry and um, ready for anything yeah. after all that. Yeah. So totally. were you a competitive figure skater? Yes, I um I did I did competitions for my um most of my childhood and it was really difficult. I feel like I kind of aged out where it was just like I couldn't get my double axle and and at that point it was like okay, well I'm 16 and like if you can't get your double axle then you're going to be competing with the kids who like can do crazy stuff sure so at this at that point it becomes it became a hobby for me unfortunately but but i still love it i mean i i i kind of found um roller skating was kind of like a revisit to my love for like figure skating mm -hmm. because you can do it anywhere and no matter what level you are people don't really care right like it, it's, yeah it's, it's more about fun like exactly. it's just as fun whereas figure skating there's like a performance yeah. aspect to it right definitely yeah i mean i remember the moms like screaming at their kids and stuff i i remember wearing a neck brace as a kid for lessons sometimes and like oh wow it was yeah it's brutal <laughs> wow so it's every aspect of your posture every yep little thing there's micro um focus on every detail right exactly yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a blast, especially when your body is growing and hormones and all that. Love it. Um, but yeah, um, roller skating was kind of like my my way to like fall back in love with with my sport. So that was cool. And I I love it. I might even go to Moonlight Rollerway tonight. I'm oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. They have theme nights. Is that right? Yeah, they do. Um, I think tonight is like adult skate 90s mm -hmm. they play a lot of like trainer and lisa lisa it's it's cool <laughs> oh that's cool yeah. yeah i have a feeling amy from sugar pill and abora will be there because i think they were there oh the last two weeks yes. maybe not i don't know but i just they've been there a bunch so maybe you'll bump into them that yeah. would be cool hopefully not actually bump into them but no i'm sure that <laughs> would be avoided i mean you're quite dexterous with the yeah the, the, the this and that Thank yeah you. I, I haven't roller skated in, in a long time someone's party was yeah. being held at a roller rink. And this is in Massachusetts. So I don't think ah. I've roller skated since being in LA. But when I was a kid, I used to love roller skating at, mm -hmm. just at the rink where they would be playing, you know, Foreigner, various oh, pop hits of the day. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're wearing like the perfect roller skating outfit right now. Really? Well, oh, thank yeah. you. Okay. You, like this could be a competition look. Oh, wow. Well, uh -huh. thank you very much. I, I, I'm quite pleased to hear that. <laughs> Have you ever seen Skate Town USA? No, but it's with, um with, oh my God. Uh, you got it with what's his name the guy from I ghost love, i love him i love him but patrick I swayze patrick swayze i love him. yeah love well i'll God. send you that as well because i think you'd enjoy I can that i never find it i've been wanting that's to watch the problem it. Yeah. yeah where do you watch it oh i have the blu-ray of it and i have it um somewhere so okay. i'll yeah i'll send you uh, a file amazing uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i've only watched like poorly edited music videos of that movie on youtube so sure. well that probably has about as much reasonable plot as the film itself okay <laughs> yeah it's really about just like this is insane and patrick swayze does a crazy he's really good he's insanely good he does this belt dance thing <sighs> that is crazy s and me and just like insanely complicated wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want to watch it yeah <laughs> yeah cool. it's it's a good time yeah yeah 
<laughs> what about uh, dating? Um, dating. Oh my god, it's like a non-existent. I swear, I have like the kiss of death. Like the two. <laughs> Be funny if you were like, I don't know, and then they died after I. <laughs> well, not die, but they <laughs> <No>. <laughs> become they become like dead to me. I guess. Oh okay. No, sure. but um, like the last two people I dated moved. Oh, like yeah. what? No, but like. Yeah, so I've just been kind of like, okay, I'm going to be like workaholic and just work on music. I guess that's what the world's trying to tell me. <laughs> so, but yeah, I am um single and just staying in my lane working on stuff and, you know, whoever comes around that is like not um crazy. Well, I like crazy actually. But like fun crazy. Yeah, I like, like fun yeah. crazy. Like crazy like me, I guess. Yeah, like roller skate crazy, not figure yeah. skate crazy. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, that's how dating's going. Not great. <laughs> well, I get you. Yeah. It's a bit of strange time to be single in the pandemic. I know. It's kind of it's convenient, but then it's also not. There's definitely pros and cons. Definitely pros and cons. Sure. I mean, I'm always thrilled that I, I don't live with someone, but mm -hmm. also especially during the pandemic because it just would have been <sighs> nightmarish, I think. Particularly yeah. in this place. It's a lovely apartment. Mm -hmm. I'm not putting it down. But you're either here or you're over there. You know right. what I mean? Or you're in the kitchen, but you don't want to be spending hours mm. in the kitchen. And you can hear whatever's going on in this room there. Right. I thought of doing that in my apartment, like having um someone like renting to someone on the side but then, and then COVID happened. I was just like, okay, this is not possible because <laughs> yeah. the bathroom is in my room. So it's just oh. all sorts of awkward. Mm -hmm. so, right. Yeah. Right. The, the, the one person place is the way to way to go for us. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. If I ever did live with someone, it would have to be an enormous estate that had, you know, wings <laughs> to it, I think, or at least like the guest house. I always right. love when you hear about, oh, that someone was in the guest cottage. It's funny when people say that and it's like this whole other house. I love that. Yeah. That's that's goals right there. The, I know, right? The Laurel Canyon guest house. Just, <laughs> uh. just casual. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. They're staying there for a couple of weeks while oh, they get their uh, album together or whatever it is. Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> that's cool. But so the kiss of death meaning that, that they moved. So you were sort of yeah. more of the kiss of out-of-state travel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I, I tried the dating apps and it was just kind of like, uh, it's just, there's, it's like, I don't have time to play like. 23 questions or whatever it is like sure it's just weird and then there's this whole i feel like dating as a queer person too is weird because it's like are we dating is this a date i don't know oh sure it's like are we friends i don't know <laughs> so it's like you're already navigating that and it's 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 a lot so sure i don't think i'm there yet but um if it happens it happens cool but i'm not i'm not like putting all my eggs in one basket like i'm not being like my life depends on finding my perfect person like, right uh. i think that's a terrible thing to do that oh, whole yeah. that whole maneuver no it's never gonna work out no and yeah. then you'll end up sabotaging it like it's just no it'll yeah. happen just let it happen no i i agree with you mm -hmm. yeah yeah now what are your tastes in terms of partners oh my goodness well um i like gender just kind of goes out the window honestly mm -hmm. i i like i um, let's see. I guess I like just, I don't know. <laughs> so it's a uh, personality. Sure. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, I'm like thinking of looks and I'm like, oh, I don't really have any, like yeah. any comment on that. I don't really have um, a type either. No, it's I don't more have about, a type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this today though. And since it's pride month, I thought this would be interesting. Happy like, pride, by the way. Happy pride. <laughs> it's flag day too. That's right. <laughs> 
um but i grew when growing up in like the ice skating kind of um chaos that that is of like catty girlness um i was desperate to fit in and twilight was the thing that was that was the thing everyone was into yeah and they were you know i was like okay I'm going to read the books. I'm going to get into this. I'm going to be I'm going to be with the straight girls. But at the time, I didn't know that I was like being with the straight girls. I was yeah. just like I'm going to be normal. Yeah. And I I taught so they're like all wearing the the team Jacob, the team Edward, and it it got me thinking like is there like a team Bella like for <laughs> like but not even for like girls is like is there like are the guys like into Bella and they'd be like no, what are you talking about? She's ugly like and I'd be like <laughs> Really? I'm like, so so straight guys don't like Bella. <laughs> but I like Bella. <laughs> and the gay guys seem to like Bella too. Yeah. So wh- wh- where does that leave me? Like and then it, that was just like a whole revelation of like I wouldn't say Kristen Stewart is my type, but she's cool. And sure. <laughs> that might have yeah. that might have been like a young realization of like, oh, I'm different. Uh-huh, sure. I think Kristen <laughs> Stewart is like the clarion call for realizing a lot yes. of stuff for various yeah. people she's uh, that's a lot to bear that's a heavy <laughs> heavy burden and then when she played joan jett i mean mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> love that movie Me for too. obvious reasons yeah <laughs> it was incredible yeah it was great i didn't even mind all this sort of blending of other people they did for the some of the characters yes you know? oh my god so cool i mean and who who played the manager he's incredible so so good I always forget his name, and we can look it up, but let's see if we can remember yeah, it. Yeah, I, I definitely can't. <laughs> yeah, he's he was amazing in that. I know a couple yeah. of people who knew Kim Fowley, and uh-huh. every story about him is Crazy. always interesting. Even the ones who got along with him, yeah. every story was totally bananas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We'll remember that guy in a minute. If we don't, I'm sure anyone listening knows the name. He was in a great Friedkin movie called Bug, which right. with Ashley Judd, it's yeah. horrifying, and it's, uh, it's really good, yeah. but it's the kind of movie that- I went to go see a Friedkin double feature, uh-huh. and my friend had seen Bug, and that was the first of the two. He hadn't seen the second movie, Killer Joe. Great movie. Matthew McConaughey sort of oh, restarted his whole thing with that. I've read once, it said started the McConaissance with that. I won't go that uh. far, but I will say, he restarted his, instead of being rom-com, he sort of went to that. Uh, and my Love friend that. was like, oh, Bug's an amazing movie, but I never want to see it again. So I'll meet you for the second movie. <laughs> it's like, I was like, good, I'm looking forward to this now. All right. Yeah. But yeah, the Runaways movie, my favorite just visual moment is when she crushes a pill with her oh platform God. and snorts it. It's so good. It's just, <laughs> it's it's like, you know, getting to see, like growing up with Twilight and seeing her in that was just like, oh, wow. Like, oh, yeah. Such a cool moment, I, I think. Yeah. Just yeah. awesome. And and obviously, I love Joan Jett. So like seeing that was like, whoa, like sure. worlds colliding. Yeah. And Cherie Curry's early solo albums, like where I guess mm-hmm. there's only two. I love as well. You know the one that she did with her sister? I've heard of it. I need to visit it. You'd like it. It's on Spotify. Okay. It's really cool. It's like very Toto because like most of the guys from Toto play on it. Love that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's my favorite uh, LA sighting when I first moved here. I saw Steve Lukather at the North Hollywood Ralph's, the 24-hour one. Oh my God. That means he lives near me. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Oh, wow. (laughs) I heard heard him before I saw him and I was like, Uh oh my God. That's Steve Lukather, and I, he was there at the deli counter or the cake counter or something. But he had a, a little kid with him, so I wasn't going to be like, hey, Luke. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't approach anyone. I'm just like, I will remember this moment forever. <laughs> <laughs> he's another guy that I remember when I found out how many records he's been on. Like, he's been on every everything. everything. Between 1980 and 83, he played on it. Yeah. 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 
incredible. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I think he's the only other guy who played guitar on a Cheap Trick record other than the guys in Cheap Trick for up until a certain point anyway. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He's one of those oh guys where God. you hear another thing about him and you're like, what? And then you're like, oh yeah, and he did it at 22. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny too. We can always think about people that doing so much when they're super young, but I mean, it just happens to people at different times. Right, exactly. It's it's all different. That's like, um, I'm so happy. There's this one song that's like trending on TikTok. I think it's it's Ladytron song. They only oh, 17, you yeah. when you're seven. Yeah, yeah. love it. And of course, there's all like these like 17 year old girls that are like, I love this song. And it's like, yeah, you'll love it now. <laughs> and then it's a cruel reality. <laughs> I like the uh, that aspect of TikTok that songs that you never would expect to pop back into the public zeitgeist yeah. do. My favorite moment of that was when Stiletto, no, not Stiletto, uh, um, Zanzibar by Billy Joel yes! was the thing for a while. Oh, that was, the kids were getting creative with that for sure. They were. And it just blew my mind. I was like, I love this. There's a bunch of kids listening to Zanzibar, which I yeah. always love that song. Uh -huh. But it's one of those songs you're like, you just kind of inherently know, I'll never hear this anywhere other than right. my place, my car, or maybe one of my friend's cars. Yeah. that It's quite, I mean, for people that aren't fans, probably like more of a B-side, but yeah. But yeah. But it's really one crazy. of those great, weird yeah songs that's totally you only hear on the album no i thought that was amazing like a, a b-side song like that could be like just woo. well that's there the great thing if you take away the context of this is the single right or this is the thing people will appreciate stuff if they're given mm -hmm. exposure to it right and right. while there's all different schools of thoughts i think about how people are exposed to things via tiktok or instagram mm -hmm. fill in the blank there's also uh, a lot of great things, like you mentioned YouTube earlier. Oh, yeah. And there's so many amazing things that people can see and hear on YouTube that you couldn't see or you'd have to sort of be digging for them right. 20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. It was it was a struggle before, like, even... I, I mean, I, I say this not from experience because I was lucky, but I can't imagine trying to learn how to do stuff, um, like do audio engineering or music production without it. Yeah, totally. Especially even if you're going to college, sometimes you zone out and you don't care what your professor says and you want to, you know, learn from YouTube. It's Yeah, or maybe they have a terrible affect and they they're not, <laughs> you know, they don't consider people's different learning right, styles. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's for everyone. It's great. And also there's different types of learning. There's visual, there's auditory and all that, so you're covered. Right. Yeah. It's a medium for everyone. It is. But, so when you felt like you knew that you were a bit different because of Kristen Stewart, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when did you then sort of put the for, the puzzle together about being interested in people and what kind of people you were interested in? Um. Okay. This is going to sound really stupid, but like. I was really. You've heard the show. That's what the, that's uh, it's all about. No, it's not. <laughs> You're so sophisticated and cool. Oh, that's lovely. Thank uh, you. It's very sweet of you. I'm a, it's about to get stupid. Um, I like. <laughs> I I really I grew up um enjoying like um anime like Yu-Gi-Oh. I was like the nerd kid that would like wear the lanyard of the Yu-Gi-Oh cards to school, <laughs> and it w it was basically the "Don't talk to me" shirt. Basically, <laughs> like, like <laughs> don't approach me. I'm weird. But yeah, I. Um, so I was very heavily into anime and like I liked um, a lot of the guy characters looked very um, flamboyant mm -hmm. and like like almost genderless in a sense. Sure. And I'm still kind of figuring out if that's like gender envy or if it's um, like 
attraction. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, yeah. It, maybe it's both. It could be both. Yeah. But that has been, that's pretty much my type, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Where like you can't really tell, like, hmm, what are they? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, sure. So yeah. the androgyny thing. Totally. You're yeah. really going to like Liquid Sky. I'm just going to. Oh, that out I'm there. so <laughs> excited. Okay, great. Yeah. I, I don't care. I mean, I, I like what I care about what people like care about and have sure. to say and not oh and i think more what i meant was although that was i was happy to hear that that was very good and everything <laughs> uh and not stupid at all um i was more curious about when you started to date how long into oh. or, or not how long into but how long after when you were starting to think about feeling different and everything also because you know you're in orange county so that is another layer yeah. of uh, prevention I, to realization i would imagine i did not date a queer person until i was like 22 <laughs> sure okay 21 yeah, yeah. or 22 yeah i i was like dating a lot of like the stoner guys and just being like yeah whatever they have good taste in music i guess <laughs> <laughs> that could go a long way really. right like okay we, like, the, the pick and tier is slim work. yeah <laughs> right? yeah yeah so there is that i mean but i i feel like um like near like 21 22 is when i just started like being like okay this is all fun and games but i think i'm gonna like be serious about this now um i think i had a lot of shame where like my parents bless their heart are super supportive but Mm -hmm. um i i think i think my my mom just always wanted like me to to be like you know have a husband and have kids and stuff and that's not her fault at all i think that's a a reality that a lot of parents have and i had a lot of shame for that which Mm -hmm. is my song baby machine which is like the um telling the story of of you know getting over that and just you know being yourself and whatever happens in the future happens you know maybe your story won't be how your parents think it is supposed to play out but maybe it'll play out in a way that that makes sense like maybe i i'm not (laughs) everyone always jokes that i don't want kids but i could see myself being a cool parent Mm -hmm. and i um i don't know how that that um that story is going to look but it'll happen some way or another and just might be different than sure and and my my mom is like my number one supporter. I love her so much. My my father too. My dad, <laughs> my dad's great. Like they're great. So yeah, well that's wonderful. Yeah, but you know we can have uh, a lot of inbuilt things about how they're going to react. To this exactly. And, yeah. yeah, I feel like a lot of it. Like growing up now, a lot of it was in my head. You know, I wrote Baby Machine back when I was like young and kind of like feeling like oh they don't they don't support me but i the truth is i didn't really give them a chance to support me you know sure. like i think that's another thing like i i was i was lucky and, and not everyone is lucky though so i think um yeah it's important to just like live your life and not think about that kind of stuff right because you can create these narratives in your head that actually don't align with the reality even if you do have right supportive parents so exactly yeah like coming out to my dad he was like um yeah <laughs> duh <laughs> obvious but, yeah yeah now i know parents always know something oh you yeah. know something's afoot if, even if they don't know the full totally deal yeah, yeah. which is kind of sweet in a way and then you're like wait god i put a lot of on that unneeded energy and thought into that sort of uh, worry. Yeah. We could have avoided all of this. <laughs> Why didn't you guys tell me you knew? Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think I started like embracing, like I, I didn't like really properly come out. I just c- kind of started dressing like I came out. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. I didn't really go, I'm queer. I just went like, I'm, I'm dressing this way. It's so obvious. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, around like 20s, I think is when I started to get comfortable and just be like, fuck it. Sure. Now, where were you living at that time? Orange County. And um, have a sip. Have a sip. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm so not, sorry. Oh my God. What, people no, I'm people the one. at home are not going to understand. That's like, okay. No. Well, they heard earlier when you had it, when we paused to have a sip. And it's happened before. It would happen before. <laughs> oh, good. I'll ask okay. a question rapid fire and then I don't allow the person to uh, take a sip of their beverage. So I'm trying to it's all right. accommodate on, all things. We're on a roll. Yeah. Um, what was the question? <laughs> Oh, that was uh, about <laughs> where you were living at the time. Where I was living. Okay, Orange County. So um, I grew up in Orange County, and I, at the time, I was working at Starbucks, which, oh my God, hell. Um, <laughs> but but let me just say this. My manager, we're still friends. We're oh, still that's cool. Good. Yeah. But yeah, um, the thing about working at, as a barista anywhere is you see all the good and bad of wherever you're living. <laughs> that's so true. It's very s- true. Oh my God. I saw like... Um, like there would be trucks with confederate flags on them like wow. it would be like don't tread on me shirts like and and like 5 minutes from where i was living like i was in mission viejo and it's just like what and then there would be like um there would be like anti abortion people on the corner mm-hmm. ev- like every sunday or saturday <laughs> whatever um and on like when i put in my two weeks i just started to say ah oh, fuck it you know like i can they they want me to stay, so I'm just gonna do whatever. So I um I started roller skating on the corner mm-hmm. across from the anti-abortion people, <laughs> giving and, them a show. Yeah, and I um there's this um, group called Thank God for Abortion, and <laughs> wow, and they make great shirts. So I got a shirt, and I would just skate around mm-hmm. and like yay <laughs> like totally just happy minding my business like not hurting anyone and and that was that was fun and then and then i moved here so that was like my goodbye to orange county yeah give them a little farewell show yeah <laughs> now, did any of the folks that would see you roller skating that were in the uh, idiot club come into the starbucks when you all, were working all the time yeah do you get thirsty out there being hateful i know yeah and then you drink coffee and it makes you dehydrated yeah. so <laughs> just let keep doing it go yeah. for it <laughs> yeah that was hard i mean f- i worked there for like four years and you get sick of biting your tongue for so long sure because so. also people love to drop things in that they don't even need to be saying exactly in this situation yeah like i'm just i'm just here to make your coffee i don't need to no <laughs> like i i think one time i wore like a a trans rights or human rights pin one time and some guy was really upset about it and then like four customers later a guy came up to me and was like I love your pin. My son is trans. So it's like, okay, for, you know, don't stop. Don't hide. Yeah. Because the right per- the person that needs to see it is going to see it. Just like you said before, for all every 10 shitty per- persons or people, there's 100 good ones. Right. And yeah. may- maybe that math is, <laughs> I'm not great at math, but I think it ma- makes that, sense. That's a fair ratio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially Orange County, it seems like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's weird because, um, Saying you're from Orange County sounds like so privileged, but like it was like Mishviejo is just such a weird spot. I and mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it has to do with a lot of the older generation is over there. Um, it's it's hard to explain because I mean you go to certain different certain parts are like totally fine, and then like Mishviejo, it's like they all just they're right there. 
That's weird. They hate Katie Porter over there. Ooh, no, no, no. Wait, remind me. Katie Porter Katie is... Katie Porter is... Um, she is... Oh, my God. I'm, so I'm thinking of the English woman who is... And yeah. I know that this no, is she's probably not totally English. right. No, she's, not right. She's... Um, she's Local? She's local to Orange County. She's congresswoman, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was. I can look her up. And then yeah. Michael Shannon is the name of the man who played K- Kim Fowley. Oh, thank you. See, oh I my just God. needed to go away from it, and it popped right <laughs> in. Yep, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. let's see. Katie Porter. She's like the only thing keeping Orange County together. It is interesting how California is a really wide mix of- It's crazy. It's like night and day, I yeah. swear. Yeah, I I I tell people some of this stuff, and they're like, "That's something I would expect from Texas." And I'm like, "I know, I don't, (laughs) I can't make this shit up." Like, I promise, like it's so weird. I remember driving on a tour up to Vancouver and then coming back down through. Wow. Yeah, and you saw everything. I really did. (laughs) Like the truck stops. Yeah. They start getting more country music, and the beer koozies are Mm -hmm. all Second Amendment things. Yeah. And it's not that far away from here. Eight hours maybe yeah yeah oh what's that place bakersfield oh bakersfield (laughs) which i had this charmed notion of because what buck owens or uh merle haggard might be from there i can't remember but a couple country legends are from there they didn't move back there no exactly no one moves back there (laughs) (laughs) yeah bakersfield i associate i think there's like a flower field over there that's like the rainbow flowers or something and that's like the only reason i know why people go there i can't think of any other reason yeah, I don't think I'll be going back for no, sure. No, don't. Yeah. Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, have you gone on any tours? Um, I So that's one of my goals this year or next year, probably yeah. next year with, with like everything getting back to normal, sure. you know? Um, I have played in London. London's just the best, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I, I we, have to, we could talk about London forever. I sure. Know, because it's just great. Yeah. Um, I stay. I always stay with my grandma. She's Italian, but she she moved to London mm-hmm. to stay, and my aunt lives there too. It's, oh, cool! Yeah, family up there. So even better then. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's great. My grandma calls my dad all the t- every week and is like, "When are you coming?" Like I'm like, "Grandma, it's expensive." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I toured over there. It was great. I um, I played the Victoria Dalston. Um, really cool venue i played with dream nails they're like this punk riot girl band they're and they're they're like an a london local so i was Mm -hmm. really happy to get that authentic um experience yeah um i've also played shows in arizona so i've had like (laughs) i've had tours that don't make sense i Uh haven't exactly had like a grand tour of yeah. like everywhere. Well, it's hard, especially being an independent artist. Right. And yeah. just to go on a tour too, it can also be uh, frivolous in the wrong way. You know, it's a lot yeah. expensive, difficult and yeah. depressing if things aren't lined up, you know, with the whole setup. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you kind of have to be stealth about it too. Cause like, I mean, especially if you're going overseas with London, I had to be like, um, yeah, this is just, I'm only bringing my guitar for fun. I'm not playing a gig. I'm not doing anything. I opened at customs. I opened up this whole uh, container of, well, it's like a little suitcase. I keep all the gear. All your gear. Yeah. All my gear. And I go, well, I I keep a personal journal and I sort of work on, I'm a musician. Sometimes I just bullshitty. And I almost made the wrong 
answer once. I was like, oh, oh yeah, well, I'm here. And shit. I'd already, yeah, they, they did that because I was like, well, I'm here for DragCon and I blah, blah. And then I was like, I'm just going to it. I'm not. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. They helped me, though. They were nice. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, my my dad helped me make this um, this box that I put all my um, put my mixer in and all that stuff, and it oh, looks cool. it's cool, but it looks sketchy as fuck. Uh-huh. So yeah. they they did not like that. They were like opened it up. They were all in my business. It was not, and they they had um they had me take apart my my Yamaha synthesizer like oh like, my like, God. take the Are batteries out and everything like like all the compartments i was like uh this is weird they love to freak out over batteries i don't know why it's like the less the least harm i whatever oh wait i don't know if i brought i don't think i brought batteries but it was i don't remember anyways but yeah but any gear like that any gear like that you know after the first time you go oh yeah i'm not breezing through there's no breezing through no customs no 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 but um customs when i when i got to the point where it's like all of that shit's done um my last name is lasardi and um apparently there is a model um she's like the front page girl we're like very farly related her name's linda lasardi okay and they asked me if we were related so that was cool oh that's fun i should have said yes i i think i said yes i was like yes but very distant like but, but I, I had no idea that she was like a household name like that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was just an ongoing joke in my family of like, Linda Lusardi, the front page girl. And like, uh. and questions at customs. You're never quite sure if it's a no, good thing or a bad exactly. thing. Exactly. So I'm like, how do I answer this? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Canadian border when I was uh, touring with Bright Light, Bright Light. How oh, they, wow. They fully searched every, I mean, there was like, you couldn't pick a cleaner organization, right? Mm-hmm. But also, they went through everything. They didn't take stuff out of boxes and stuff, but they really were keen on. They were like, "Oh, musicians, druggies." You know, that was Ugh. you could tell the vibe, which was yeah. really annoying. Yeah. God. But then when we had the itinerary, it was like, well, you know, we're well, not we. I mean, he's opening for Elton John, so it's the Elton wow. John tour, and yeah. they were like, "Oh," uh, and it kind of put a damper yeah. on their thing because they were like, "Well, who are you playing? Well, what are you doing? Well, here you go." Yeah, Elton John. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, uh, gay, but still. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Wow, so what was it like touring? Like, oh, it was incredible. Uh, it was incredible. Uh, I mean, you know, the days where we weren't in the facility, the mm-hmm. food wasn't quite as good, but the food when you're working on, uh, for an Elton John tour or with them or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it is incredible. You eat the same food that him and his band do. Wow. He really treats everyone wonderfully and you can tell because of the loyalty of the, mm-hmm. the crew. You'd imagine that anyway. Yeah. But he really is as amazing yeah. as you'd want to imagine. And uh, he blew me a kiss from the stage one time. I, was, I watched every show side stage and wow. it was great. And I was, and then <laughs> it was funny. I, the, one of the guys in the band was like, Oh, did he just blow a kiss to me? I was like, No, it was to me. <laughs> I was like, I've been here every night. You guys don't, don't watch the show every night. It's me. <laughs> and he gave me a big hug and kiss at the end of the tour, which was, and I always remembered wow. my name. He was the best. He yeah. was like the best you could ever expect. Yeah. Wow. I love when your heroes are actually heroes. That's that's the best. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Have you been able to meet some of your heroes? Um, I met Ali X at DragCon. She's amazing, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I love your podcast with her. Obviously. Oh, thanks. Yeah. She's so fun. And, I, and her records are just fucking amazing, right? I love her newest album. It's incredible. Cape God. So good. So good. I love it. I've had... um. She signed Super Sunset for me at DragCon. And it's been in my car since. Like, oh, it cool. It has not come out. Like... 
It's such a great album. I have to get a couple things fixed with my stereo system. One of my speakers is blown, and last year was not the time to. Yeah. And also the turntable, maybe because of a lack of use, mm-hmm. the speed was off. And I was like, what's what's going on here? Ugh. But as you see, there's two over there. So one of them, I got to figure out, is one of them working or one of them not? Because I might have to get both serviced. But anyway, I got that AliEx vinyl pack that she put up. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. So it has like the 10-inch Super Sunset. Nice. And all that. Yeah. I'm just yeah. looking forward to listening to them on that. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. You have a great setup. I just noticed. Oh, thanks. That reel-to-reel might need... Um, a little bit of tuning up, but yeah. I'm sure there's places in around town. I mean, this is the town for it, right? I think I, I know a couple of places. Oh, wonderful! In, in like okay, Hollywood that would do it. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll talk names and, yeah. and places. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. so cool. Thanks. When was the last time you were in London? Um, it's been a year and a half now, I think. Okay, so we yeah. have about the same amount of time away from London. I think so. Yeah, I think I came back when you went. Oh, okay. I think that's the okay. dynamic. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were representing at different times. Yeah, because yeah. I think I remember thinking like, oh, is he going to be there at the same time? Oh. Oh, right. We're going to miss each other. It's oh, okay. which is too bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They'll be at, uh, maybe uh, again in London. Yeah. It'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice to see you here. Yeah. I'm I'm happy to be here. It's, <laughs> it's cool. It's fun. It's I, I'm on the, the time zone I'm used to. So that's nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. How are you with getting used to other uh, time zones? It takes me like a day. Yeah. Like, I think a good day and, um, like, caffeine and I'm just <laughs> good. I think as long as the the sky's going out at the same time and I don't know. Like, as yeah. long as, as long as there's morning, there's day, whatever, I can I can make it work. Yeah. Yeah. What about sleep adapt. schedule? Are you sleep a schedule. regular with that or? I'm pretty regular. I, I can sleep on command. I <laughs> That's a handy... Uh... <laughs> Handy skill. It's a superpower. Yeah. It's either that or it's iron deficiency. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, sleeping is easy for me. It's the waking up that's hard. Yeah. Waking up's a bit of a chore for me sometimes too. Yeah. It's, <laughs> waking up for appointments, not fun. Oh, no. Horrible. Yeah. Set like 10 alarms. Mm, oh, you do that as well? Oh, yeah. yes. That's 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 a thing, right? Yeah. It's absolutely a thing. Okay, yeah. good. Look, good. I, I support endorsement. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Hit snooze several times. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What about when you go out? I mean, we haven't been out anywhere, but you have a couple favorite spots in LA? Wow. Um, Well, I used to love the satellite, but that's gone. Yeah. But I've been doing their, um, I've been running their Instagram. So that's been really fun. Cool. Um, Are they going to reopen in a different spot or? I'm not sure yet. That's like. We don't even know. So <laughs> I Fair hope enough. so. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope so. That was a really cool room. I know. For sure, it yeah. was a great spot in Silver Lake. They had comedy, live music. It was just a little bit of everything. And I like that there was two spaces. Like you can yes. go, I'll go back there and I can come back here. Right. Yeah. So when the horrible band is playing, you can go. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll go back there and talk and then come back this way. <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I love um, Lethal Amounts, which is actually opening this Friday. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Lethal Amounts is um, an art gallery in LA. They put on um, they put on Sex Cells, the show that Christine yes, was right, playing. right, right. Yes. I've been meaning to go to Lethal Amounts. Oh, you should go to the grand opening. You that sounds it. fun. It's, yeah. it's going to be fun. It's cute. Yeah. It's nice to go in there just to like look at stuff or talk to Danny, you know, annoy Danny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. There's so much punk memorabilia in there. It's nice. And just walking around there is fun, too. Yeah. 
it's nice to be getting back to that stuff. And also when you have friends that are working at the thing. Right. And it's like friends you haven't seen in like a year. So yeah. it's surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Because keeping up with friends, even via text, was difficult because everyone was kind of shut down in yeah. general. Right. Totally. Yeah. Everyone has their own things going on. Like you, you never know like who's losing their job or who's like dealing with family member or like there's so many things going on. It's a whole fun picnic basket of th- stuff. Everyone's going through it. <laughs> and you have a new video out. Just I out, do. Right? Yes. I have uh, my new video, Female Fascination. It is um, the song is actually dedicated to my grandma, who mm-hmm. um, I stayed with her in London and she taught me. Um, she told me about her, um, her, um, sorry, I'm like trying to think don't that's fine it's not really a divorce i found this out recently i thought it was a divorce but they just separated so i I love my grandpa first of all but yeah. he was kind of not treating my grandma so good in like the cheater department so. oh okay. yeah. yeah so my grandma went on a european vacation good for her and came back and basically was like grandpa you gotta go <laughs> and I was just like, uh, because I I had never been with my grandma like like prior like as an adult. Yeah. So she couldn't really tell me these kind of stories. But sure. I was just like, oh my god, that's so badass. I was just imagining like this Italian mafia wife just like coming <laughs> back like a badass, being like, we're done. Yeah. Like, so I had to I had to write the song. I wrote the song there. Um, we we filmed it this over this pandemic with my friend Bobby, um, who's um, incredible and he works um his company's called persona pro video mm-hmm. and yeah it was really fun really good time well i've had a wonderful time chatting with you thank you i've i'm so honored to be here thank you so much for having me craig oh that's so sweet thank you A- anything you want to add before we go or um yeah you can follow me on instagram plasmic i'm plasmic everywhere um, plasmic on... with a one instead of the i at the end yes on instagram unfortunately i am i the I is a one because Instagram sucks, but um, <laughs> everywhere else is plasmic and I'm on Spotify too. If you want to listen to my music, um, where I think most people listen to your podcast on Spotify, right? I think so. so yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. <laughs> Terrific. So you're already there. So go and. Right. Exactly. Thing. You're already here. Just go. <laughs> cool. All, All right. All right. Well, thank you. Hey, on my head, how about you lay low? Drown the cloud now, but-